Hello, everybody, and welcome into Four Down Territory, a Super Bowl edition. Super fired up for this one. I'm Kyle Madsen, the managing editor at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. With me, as always, Doug Farrar, the managing editor of TouchdownWire.com, live from Las Vegas, inside a casino hotel right now. Uh, Doug, and thank you so much for hanging out with me instead of hanging out on the casino floor. I respect your professionalism. You can smell the menthol cigarettes and desperation from here. <laughs> Wait, is that me or the casino? Well, both. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's let's get into this. We have a 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl uh, 58. It's a rematch of Super Bowl 54 down yes. in Miami, which the Chiefs won 31 to 20. The 49ers looking to avenge that loss so doug my my first question for you first down here uh what's the one thing that the san francisco 49ers must do to win super bowl 58 must do uh get rock pretty in situations where he has easy reads and he can decide for coverage switches and throw in anticipation it could be the 49ers made it to the super bowl despite the fact that they were outplayed in the divisional round by the packers and the nfc championship game by the lions sorry niners fans but kind of happened that way uh, Pretty had a lot to do with that. He threw late a lot. He missed wide open receivers far too often, and his gifts for throwing his targets open were noticeably absent a lot of the time. Kyle Shanahan will need to start Pretty off with easy stuff to get him in the rhythm, and from there, Pretty may have a better read on what the Chiefs have in store for him from a coverage and pressure perspective. Not that it will be easy, you know this, Kyle, against the Chiefs defense and from Perubio Kitsinki with her defense. But, you know, Spags will, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, but Shanahan needs to at least make it easier for Purdy in that regard. If he expects Purdy to wade through tight window throws against Spags' anarchic coverage switches and improve it down defense looks, it could be a very long Sunday for the guys in red and gold. The upside is, and I wrote an article about this today, Monday, uh, Purdy is thermonuclear against the Bliss this season, one of the best, two or three best quarterbacks in the NFL against the Bliss, which is really not what you'd expect, but the numbers in the tape show up. So the other thing is, Purdy's ability to decipher the blitz versus Spags' ability to hide it and have it come from because he doesn't really give you blitz keys. So it, it's going to be 3D chess. And I'm not saying dumb it down for Purdy, but Kyle Shanahan does need to give him, especially at the beginning of the game, because it was like three quarters of blitz, and then Purdy would sort of turn it on, and that's kind of how they got to the Super Bowl. I don't think they can do that against the Chiefs. I don't think that's going to work. So that's that's kind of where I am. Yeah, they got to be better than than they were in in the first two playoff games because I don't think the Chiefs are coughing up a 17-point deficit or a 17-point lead. Uh, For the 49ers to win on Sunday, they need to tackle. Uh, This is kind of the beginning and end of it for Tackling is important. I've heard that in football tackling. It's what they call tackle football, by the way. Yeah, uh, thank you so much. You can read Doug's book. Um, no, Doug, so they missed a whopping 150 tackles this season. And during their during their three-game losing streak to the Browns and Vikings and Bengals, that was their biggest problem. You go back to Aaron Jones in the, in the divisional round. They had a hard time tackling him. You go back to anybody who carried the football for the Lions. They had a hard time tackling them. And in 2019, this may not have been as big of a problem, but considering how much of what Kansas City does uh, does now is predicated less on that intermediate and deep passing game and more on short throws and throws behind the line of scrimmage. And Isaiah uh, Pacheco kicking your butt. 
Well, yeah, and that's, that's I mean, number one here. So Isaiah Pacheco is playing as well as any back in the league. Uh, super shifty. He gets downhill. It's so rare that you see the first tackler get him on the ground, and that's why he's averaging almost five year, yards a carry and almost 400 career attempts. He's a really, really like good somebody player. owes him money. Yeah, man. It's like, like, a, like a bear with brass knuckles. Just yeah. he's really, really hard. Uh, to get down, so the 49ers are going to have to ensure they're they're rallying to the ball and keeping him to to um, less than five yards of carry. And then the second thing is Mahomes lives at or behind the line of scrimmage this year. 63.1 percent of his throws uh, came with it behind or within nine yards of the line of scrimmage. He had 112 screen passes according to Pro Football Focus, and with a receiving corp that that's that's really really lacking, uh, Mahomes started taking his checkdowns throwing to running backs, um, you know, hitting Travis Kelsey on, on shorter routes like he always had. And then you rely on Andy Reid who's going to design some sick-ass screen passes, and all of a sudden um, the the Chiefs are creating explosive plays without, you know, having to push the ball down the field to Rashi Rice and Justin Watson and Marcus Valdez-Scantling and whoever. So um, if the 49ers can tackle, it gives them a, a real chance to, to slow the Chiefs down the way – the way Baltimore did, I thought that was something that that Michael McDonald's unit did really, really well. Yeah, was was get the Chiefs on the ground right away. And if the 49ers can do that, I, I think they have a real shot to to keep to keep the Chiefs to you know 17-ish points. Uh, if they're not doing that, I don't know how they get any stops. So that's where well, it, it starts and ends for me. Yeah, it's death by a thousand paper cuts. And then one of the paper cuts, all of a sudden, you're just you know, it's like Dan Aykroyd in the Junior Child sketch, where it's just you know, blood everywhere. Kind of. Yeah. 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 I don't um, know why I went there, but there. <laughs> If it's a Dan Aykroyd sketch, it probably goes over my head. So yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna smile and move on. Hashtag old. <laughs> All right, so let's let's go to second down where we'll jump over to the uh, to the other sideline. What's the one thing the Kansas City Chiefs have got to do to win Super Bowl 58 and bag their third Super Bowl win in the last five years? That's crazy. crazy. It is crazy. Uh, limit the 49ers zone run game with Christian McCaffrey and occasionally Debo Samuel. The 49ers with McCaffrey uh, this season have led with inside and outside zone and out of either zone or split zone, which is in a man-slash-zone to either side. McCaffrey has led the NFL in carries, 234, yards, 1265, yards after contact, 755, and touchdowns, 15. That's good. The Chiefs have faced the NFL's second, seventh most zone runs, 316. They've allowed 1,256 yards, 774 yards after contact, and five touchdowns. Spags is great at devising coverage and pressure, as we have discussed. But they're not a great run defense and against the Ravens, even when they stacked the box. The Ravens ran on them and should have done it a lot more. Yep. You know, We do not expect Kyle Shanahan to abandon the run game under any circumstances. He leads it to run. Uh, factor in the motion the Niners use to displace defenses and establish blocking advantages. This would be a very tough task for Spags and his guys. And it's it's kind of like that what you said about the, the Chiefs passing game. McCaffrey might hit three, four, six, four, and that's 23, 38, you know? Yep. And he's demolishing a safety for 50 yards and it's all over. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it's the run game, but it's really the zone run game. The inside, especially outside zone, they love to just beat you up to the perimeter. Yeah, and McCaffrey's so good at creating yards that aren't uh, there. No, yeah. He takes so many runs that you go for, for nothing and turns them into three or four yards, and that's just when you have Brock Purdy under center, second and six is way different than second and nine. Yep. So he's really valuable there, and I think that's got to be priority number one for the Chiefs for sure. Um, I know this one fits basically every football game that's ever been played, but but work with me here. If the Chiefs win on first down on uh, on both sides of the ball, I don't know how they lose. Is that um, your book? 
Yeah, that was in my book. Okay. Uh, I'm writing. I'm writing all this down. Um, I just look the the 49ers offensively. I don't think have the tools necessary to to consistently convert second and third and long. Like right. that's that's kind of just it. Um, that robs San Francisco of that rushing attack that you just talked about, and it turns Purdy into a straight dropback passer. And forget for a moment that he doesn't really have the the physical tools to to carve up a defense like that. Uh, the Niners also, for as good as their receiving core is, Brandon Ayuk's the only one that really gets consistent separation. Right. Debo Samuel's never been a great separator. J- George Kittle has 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 been in his time, but I mean he's he's thirty now, and and that's not kind of a uh, a facet of his game that the Niners are going to lean on a ton. Um, and Purdy's capable of converting third and longs, but that's just not sustainable. We've seen that this season that when the Niners are consistently there, they just don't have. Uh, the offensive skill set to overcome it and start putting up a ton of points. So um, it, on top of that, it makes you play one-handed. And if you're doing that against Steve Spagnuolo, um, you're going to have a really hard time scoring points. You're going to handed Right. And then on the other hand, or on the other side of the ball, uh, the Niners haven't been able to stop the run this year. And yep. when they can key in on second or third and long, they're they're very, very good and, and, and they look dominant. But when it's second and short, Go look at what Detroit did to them in the entire first half the other day. Yep. And and frankly, a lot of the second half, if not for a few drop passes. Eighty-one so, rushing yards in the first quarter, I believe. Yeah, it was it was a joke, and, and and I think the Chiefs actually have the capability of doing that. And if you're getting Patrick Mahomes with the ability to run play action or the ability to run uh, really anything in the playbook out of second or third and short, uh, I, I just that's that the reason i bring this up is because this is the one way i see it really getting out of hand and the chiefs like blowing san francisco out yep. is if they're winning on first down on both sides i i don't know how the niners get stops and i don't know how they score they they follow a pretty strict formula to winning yep. i agree so anyways uh number three or third down i should say uh who's your secret superstar of who here we go three two one all right, third down. Who's your secret superstar of Super Bowl Fifty Eight? And that's that like relatively unknown player who could make a pretty significant difference. Chiefs cornerback Legarius Sneed, Kyle. He's not a complete secret, but this guy is one of the NFL's best cornerbacks, and I don't think he gets the recognition he deserves hmm. for that. This season, Sneed has seventy-eight tackles, twenty-five stops, six quarterback pressures. He's led fifty-one catches on ninety-eight targets for five hundred and twenty-two yards, two hundred and seven yards after the catch, one touchdown. Two interceptions, 11 pass breakups, and an opponent pass rating of 62.5. If I'm Steve Spagnolo, receiver Brandon Ayuk, as you just said, is my biggest worry from a big play perspective in the passing game. Sneed can travel to either side of the field to lock down the other team's most explosive guy. Hmm. He has a downfield speed and step-to-step technique to match and carry the league's best receivers. Ayuk is among them, in my opinion, all the way up the field. He's got a great sense of how to play a little off and bait quarterbacks into making throws they shouldn't make, uh, which is a problem Purdy's had, especially in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, even when it looks like they should, and his sense for the ball is quite impressive. Let's not forget his amazing play to force St. Flowers is fumbled just short of the end zone in the Chiefs win over the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. Steve was about five yards away from Flowers when Flowers caught the ball on a short crosser at the Kansas City seven-yard line. He somehow caught up to Flowers to pop the ball out. Man. Chiefs were up 17-7 to start of the fourth quarter when this happened. Flowers touched on there, changes the complexion of the game a lot. So he's a plus defender in every way you want a cornerback to be, and he will not be Brock Purdy's best friend on Sunday. Yeah, it feels it feels like if uh, you're a if you're a if you're a betting man or a betting person, I should say, uh, Legarius Sneed, INT. 
is a is a fun little prop, a fun little wager. Yeah. You just see like a third and long trying to hit that deep out, and he just baits it. Yep. I could definitely see it. Uh, I'll also mention real quick uh, Mike Edwards, the safety, uh, former Buccaneer, mm-hmm. great from the box, from the slot, from the deep third. Um, you know, God, Shamari Connor. <laughs> they, they've got so many guys in the secondary that are young, and obviously Trent McDuffie, but I think we kind of know who he is. Um, their whole secondary is full of secret superstars. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, versatility is super key against against the 49ers. So yep. um, I'm going to stay in the secondary, but on, on the other side of the football, and I'm going to talk about 49ers rookie safety Jair Brown. And I think he is going to be a player when Andy Reid turns on the film. He is going to circle number 27 and make him a victim of the most diabolical offensive plans that the Chiefs have. So Brown's a good player. Third-round pick out of Penn State this year. The 49ers traded up to get him. Um, with with, uh, with their first pick, <laughs> they picked so late this year that um, whenever they took him, I think eighty third overall. Um, but yeah, he ended up he he wasn't going to start this year, but he got pushed into a starting role when Talanoa Hufanga went down in week eleven with a torn ACL. Um, Brown missed a couple of games at the end of the year because of a knee injury that robbed him of some crucial in game experience, and and you see it on the field. He's super aggressive. That's why they wanted him. He's a physical tackler. He's always around the ball. He generated a ton of turnovers in college. He's already had a couple as a pro, despite starting for only a short time. Um, now that said, um, those are also some of the reasons that he gets he gets uh, caught making big mistakes. Mm-hmm. So he gets caught flat-footed in coverage. He'll he'll misfire on play action. He'll be out of position, and his aggressiveness can lead him to overrun and miss tackles. Um, and getting out of position against Reed, Mahomes, and the Chiefs is how bad things happen to a defense. So um, I think Brown's athleticism and his penchant for creating takeaways make him a crucial piece of what the 49ers are going to do defensively against the Chiefs. Uh, he yeah. can line up up high. He can play down in the box. And I think at his peak, he's going to kind of be able to cover anyone. Now, whether he can do that now, uh, TBD. <laughs> and I think that's that's what we're going to find out on Super Bowl Sunday. If Jair Brown has you know one of his best games as a pro, I really like the Niners' chances. If he's a player that Reed and the Chiefs can pick on a lot, uh, that that could be a real problem for San Francisco. So Jair Brown is a name to watch. Can I mention their other safety, uh, Tayshawn? Yeah, Tayshawn Gibson, yeah. You sure can. I've been, last two seasons, he's been one of the better safeties in the NFL. Never say it, tape says it, no one talks about it. Niners fans are going to talk about it. Like, yeah, he's pretty good. He's great. Yeah, he's been he's in a really – it's – it's jarring given some of the athleticism we see at safety now, though. It's jarring to see Tayshawn Gibson running around out there, but man, he he just every time they need a big play. Yeah, he was the one. He was the one that forced the fumble against uh, Jameer Jameer Gibbs in the yep. in the NFC title game. Just kind of always there, always in the right spot. I think the best safety that felt that nobody talks about, even the fans of his own team. Boy, I don't yeah, know. that was pretty good. Old. Yeah, got onto the team just accidentally. I won't do a whole thing on it, but yeah, they got him as a camp body. Yep. In the last week of the preseason last year, and he won a starting job. So, um, all right, let's get let's get to fourth down, Doug. It's just Monday, so maybe this will change by by the time uh, kickoff comes around six thirty p.m. Eastern on Sunday. But um, on Monday afternoon, February fifth, uh, who do you got winning this one? I think it'd be very close, mm. but I have to go with the Chiefs twenty-seven twenty-four. Their offense has finally found its pace in the playoffs after a very weird regular season. And Spags' defense is the primary reason they're here this time around at all. Um, I do believe Pacheco will be the difference maker in this game. He doesn't have to run 25 times for 150 yards to be the guy. 
If he's able to power through San Francisco's front six, as he's done to other defenses all season long, that can be enough to set the defense on edge, become more static, and give way to Patrick Mahomes and his alien stuff. I just, I think, I'm not even, I mean, if it were, like, situation-neutral defenses, I'd probably go with the Niners because the offense still, I, I, I don't know. But Spags' defense, and full marks to Steve Wilkes. I wrote a piece a couple days ago about how great he is with cover switches, mm-hmm. like turning two into cover. They play a lot of cover three. Turning two high into cover three and the different ways they get there. And I think he can cause trouble for Mahomes. But what Spags is doing right now, man, that dude, he is a <laughs> he is a physicist. He is a professor of all professors. So I think in the end, it'll be that defense that gives the Chiefs just a little edge. Yeah, the easy answer here for me is the Chiefs. They have a better quarterback, better head coach. You just mentioned Steve Spagnuolo. Um, and a better defense right yeah. now. Like, their, their defense is just playing better than San Francisco's. Whether it's as talented uh, I, on paper, I'm not I'm not totally sure. But they're, play, they're, they're absolutely playing better right now. And all of those things point towards a, a Kansas City win. And then you combine that with how much the 49ers have struggled to get stops in the playoffs. And it's really, really hard to draw a realistic pass to, to a San Francisco victory. Now, the 49ers, I think, top to bottom on paper, have a more talented team. And if they can stop the run with any kind of consistency, um, it dramatically alters the complexion of Sunday's game. But I haven't seen anything the last couple of weeks that makes me think they're going to suddenly be a, a lockdown run defense. Um, that's been a huge problem for them. Uh, I mean, really all season, the reason they've been able to, to have such good numbers against a run is because they've just kind of pounded offenses into, into submission via their own offense and getting big leads and forcing teams to be one dimensional. Um, and, and, and if they can, if they can, if the chiefs can run the ball, it renders a lot of what their weaknesses are on offense kind of moot. So, um, I, I, San Francisco doesn't want to have to play catch up, but that's probably where they're headed if the last two playoff games are informative, really, in any way. So I've got the Chiefs winning this one 30 to 23. Yeah, although Kyle won't necessarily go with the pass. I mean, they were down, what, 24 to 7 in the, at the end of the first mm-hmm. half in the NFC Championship game. McCaffrey had 10 runs in the first half, 10 runs in the second half. Yeah. They do what they do. So, um, yeah. We'll yeah. Yeah. So. I, I like I said, I've, I've waffled here and there, and I, I keep thinking about it, but I just come back to, like, dude, it's Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and they have a good defense this time. And that's that's just kind of where I'm at. So Here's why I think their run defense could suffer, but they, their pass defense, the, the book has been for years, if you blitz Mahomes, he will just splatter your defense all over the wall. That has not mm-hmm. been true this year. He's been really ordinary. We talked about Purdy being ready, but Mahomes this year has been really ordinary, like as many interceptions as touchdowns. So they may send the house after him, which they don't do a lot, but when they do, they're pretty effective with it. And those aggressive blitz looks leave gaps open for the run game. So kind of a pick and poison sort of deal. It'll be really interesting to watch. Really excited for this game. Uh, Thanks for previewing it with me, Doug. I can't wait to go over it with you next week. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for watching Four Down Territory. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, everyone.